Approaches. Blow the whistle, blow the whistle, blow the whistle, they can't hold a flame against you, blow the whistle, blow the whistle, blow the whistle, got the game, it ain't no issue, blowing the whistle, I had enough with you, the championship, it is gone, ain't listen to you, I can't give it to you, cause you don't know what I've been on, this is the coaches, podcast, ripping up everything, off that, what is going on, everybody? Welcome into the Fantasy Coaches Podcast. I am your host, as always, Coach Steve. On today's episode, guys, of course, it's a Monday, so we're talking some waiver wire pickups. Week 11 is just about behind us now, and we got to stop focusing on week 12. So, as always, let me introduce my co-host, Coach Jibs. What's going on, Jibs? Uh, I could be doing better if this waiver wire was looking a little bit nice. This is like you going to um, get some Thanksgiving meal preps or just getting your shopping in like on a Monday and there's nothing on the shelves like yeah covered that is 100% right that is 100% right yeah it is not looking that great for the waiver wire it might be one of the worst waiver wires of the season to be honest Mm -hmm. they keep getting worse they do and it's going to continue to get worse so there's some things to talk about, of course, there's some news. We're going to go over the waiver wires, and, of course, we're going to do some kind of like trade fields at the end of some players um, that, you know, might have the last chance to either buy or sell them off if you can. So uh, I'm going to start with the bye weeks because I forgot the bye weeks last week. Week 12 bye weeks are the Arizona Cardinals and Kansas City Chiefs, only two, uh, but there are some big hitters, obviously, of course, in that mix. So uh news wise guys you know there's some injuries you know justin fields rookie quarterback chicago bears rib injury not as serious as it looked um but i think that he is definitely somewhat of a day-to-day situation it may be more of a week-to-week he might miss this week it's a possibility um michael carter big news i know i'm a big fan of michael carter's game you know he's out two to four weeks now with an injury and um yeah it's very unfortunate but uh, he's definitely has some replacement guys we'll talk about in a little bit. But, yeah, definitely a big blow for that. Um, Jarvis Landry left the game with a knee injury. A.J. Brown left with a hand injury, came back, then left with a knee injury, a chest injury. Uh, I believe the reports were that they were negative, but they're doing further testing on that, uh, possible maybe broken rib or something. So we'll hear more probably about that within the next day or two, and that will probably kill, our, kill the Tennessee Titans even more than what they are. <laughs> Uh, Jamal Agnew, one of my favorite players this year in fantasy, uh, IR out for the season with a hip injury. Uh, CD Lamb left the game this past Sunday with a concussion and is questionable for this week's matchup, but they do play Thursday night on Thanksgiving. Jordan Howard, your boy, left with a knee injury, already ruled out week 12, but was running well, Jibs. He was running well. He was, and uh, they're all running well. I think when you're running 200 yards per game, like everyone could get a little nice little chunk of that. Absolutely. Hat's killing me now. Uh, let's see here. We're also my one news here. Uh, some some extensions hit. You know, Tim Patrick and Cortland Sun. Surprise on both. Both signed new extensions. Three years, 30 mil. Four years, 61 mil. Um, down there, man. Yeah, uh, quarterback, but we, we sign everyone to some contracts real quick. Are they players in, say, like Dynasty right now? You're you buy into because of the extensions. Do you like buying players that sign big that sign extensions? Mm, 
that change your viewpoint on them? It changes my viewpoint on them if they're like middling talents, but like the superstar talent, like people, like when they get a contract re-up, like obviously you feel like, hey, like say like Calvin really got a three-year extension and you're just like, all right, I definitely think I can have him on my team for like the long one, long window. But for Dynasty, it's just weird, but I think you could have a little bit more confidence in say like a guy like Patrick. I thought Sutton would obviously like leave in free agency there. Yeah, no, I kind of figured the same thing, especially with Judy there. I think you could be – I think it's smart to buy into, like, players like a guy like Tim Patrick. I mean, they, they sign these guys. There's a reason they sign him. And I think these these Bronco players are good buys. I think Judy is, is might be too far high for a lot of people, but if you can still buy into guys like Sutton and Tim Patrick, I mean, the quarterback situation is likely to change next year. I mean, Teddy's been solid, but that's not going to win them a championship. Uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers, you know, Sean Watson, maybe Russell Wilson, possible targets next year. So if you can, if you can buy in some now, like the Broncos are, uh, you might be pretty happy. I know uh, Jibs is definitely happy seeing Dallas Goddard sign another four year deal, 57 mil. How do you feel about that, Jibs? Oh, I feel ecstatic, man. And um, I was a guy kind of just like tempering like my uh, expectations on the uh, situation. And when like Zach Ertz resigned and I was trying to get Goddard on the low last year, because you kind of figured like eventually the curtain will like rise and he'll be here long term. His uh, his old veteran will be gone. So kudos to Goddard and he's showing on it on the field. Yeah, no, uh, definitely a good extension guy right there. Definitely worth the money. Uh, he's going to be around for that four years. So it's a great play for him. Better. And then this absurd contract, I believe, that hit today. Uh, Taysom Hill signed a hybrid contract, another $95 million contract. I don't understand why this man is seeing such a big big payday, but I feel like Sean Payton is just like, you know, I feel bad for this man. I want to give him so much money to do nothing. And that's literally what he does. Hey, whatever it comes down to, I'm sure his like uh, accountant's pretty like out of whack trying to like get that contract like on his books and tax. Right. Exactly. I mean, I think it's like as low as thirty six eight million dollars. This could be as high as ninety ninety six. Obviously, depending on the position that he plays, I think the most in some sorts of that nature. So, yeah, definitely really interesting. I'd love to see him actually play starting quarterback, or is he really that just much of a hybrid player? Maybe he's just a coach. I don't really know, but. Yeah, really weird. And then as of today, you know, I was trying to get my waiver wire show ready for today. And I thought Adam Trotman was a great play. And then in that, like 20 minutes ago, Adam Trotman is out four to six weeks with a sprained MCL. So that's. Oh. Yes. You didn't hear about that? No, I, I, I saw that he was missing practice, but I didn't think. Um, obviously, with a short week, I'll figure like you still got Adam, but I didn't hear about the four to six week news. Yeah, I, I didn't even know he was hurt, to be honest. I didn't even see anything on that. And yeah, he's out four to six weeks with a strained MCL, which sucks because he was kind of on an upward trend there for the, the tight end situation. But nevertheless, that's all it is, though, guys. So that's the news for the most part, guys. Again, some cool things out there. You know, we have Thursday night football this week. It's Thanksgiving week. We have three games on. It's a lot of fun. Uh, but we need to get you guys some waiver wire pickups. Someone to help fill your lineups up with this tough week here. And, of course, we're going to always start with our quarterback position because, obviously, that's the probably the best of the bunch, I'd say, this week. Maybe not even. Honestly, I don't even like the quarterback situation that much. But, obviously, if some other guys that are out there that you wouldn't expect to be out there, we don't name. Likely, you should probably pick those guys up over the guys we are probably going to mention for the most part. Like guys like Cam, guys like Tua, guys like Kirk Cousins. Those are probably better options all than going for the guys we're about to mention here. So, 
Jibs, who is your number one pickup this week at Kubi? I went to the bottom of the barrel on this one, and I'm a Calibri manager, and I've been streaming for weeks upon weeks, and I think I found the perfect antidote for his bye week, and hopefully he'll be back next week. But Tyrod Taylor, he's going against the Jets. And um, we know Tyrod Taylor will give you some kind of rushing floor. And it, the matchup's good, too. Like, the Jets allow the 15th most points to quarterbacks, and I think that's kind of just – waited on some of their performances in the beginning of the year because the last five quarterbacks that face the Jets all scored 21 fantasy points. So, um, and they all thrown at least two touchdown passes and we know the Texans can't run the ball. <laughs> like we, they had so many opportunities yesterday and it was like measly, like one point, less than two yards per carry. So I think Tyrod could get some utilization in the red zone and we've seen it two times this year, like week two. And then I'll, obviously last week he scored uh, two Russian touchdowns. So I like Tyrod Taylor in this spot. I think it's a perfect opportunity for him. And no one be scared about his little match, uh, his points last week either in that ring. I honestly, he was one of my guys I thought of. Thankfully, I went with two just in case you decide to go with Tyrod. I like Tyrod as a, as a streaming option this week, you know. The Jets. I mean, that's how bad the Jets are. They've, like you mentioned already. So I'm not going to go into too much detail. So I'll go over to mine. And my other guy option was Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy G this week for the 49ers. And you know, the last four games now, last five games, actually, Jimmy G has scored at least two touchdowns, whether it's one pass, one rushing, you know, two touchdown rushing, one, two passing, whatever it may be. Uh, he's done it at least two touchdowns over the last five weeks now. And he's been a QB one and two of four now at this point. And they do play a really a really good matchup this week. I'm trying to remember who it was offhand. Minnesota Vikings. And the way the Vikings offense is, it's it's a back-and-forth battle. And you saw that with the Green Bay Packers this, this past weekend. And it could be this kind of matchup for the 49ers and Minnesota where it's kind of a shootout. It's, it's a lot of throwing. Minnesota is pretty decent against the run for the most part. And Jimmy G has been, has been solid, honestly. And the weapons around him have been making plays for him to make him look better than what he really is personally. And I think that continues, you know, Brandon Ayuk is playing at a uh, all pro level. Again, uh, George Kittle there is just a dominant force. And then Debo Samuels is literally just carrying the entire team on his back with even little just dunk off passes. And yet still somehow goes for 80 yards on one little play. Uh, those are kind of what you want in your quarterback situation. Players around him will make him better. And Jimmy G has a ton of great players around him. He'll have probably Elijah Mitchell this week. So it'll help kind of lean off the pass as much. And the team will have to focus on the run game, which will help open the play action and everything like that, which, you know, Jimmy G has been pretty solid in for the most part of the season. And if, and if you're looking for a quarterback replacement, Jimmy G's been solid. So he's kind of the guy I'm, I'm looking towards picking up if I need a guy. Um, a couple others, Mac Jones against the Titans. It's a decent matchup, but I don't know if I trust Mac Jones to that extent, but he's, he's an option. I mean, the matchup's favorable. Trevor Simeon really hasn't been good for the Saints football team. And obviously, Taysom Hill signing $96 million is the reason now to kind of be concerned about Trevor Simeon, but he has produced fantasy numbers since becoming the starting quarterback for this team. Um, Andy Dalton. And Justin Fields, they play the Detroit Lions this week. I don't know who's going to start yet. We'll probably won't find that until midweek. But either one of them could be worthy of a pickup because obviously the Lions, you know, their their defense is okay, but they can be beat, that's for sure. So, and then New York Jets quarterback, whoever that may be, it's maybe Joe Flacco again, maybe Zach Wilson gets the nod finally. They play the Houston Texans, so that's a very favorable matchup for the quarterback situation here. Hey, Kyle, buddy, what is up, my friend? 
And then, obviously, last but not least, Trevor Lawrence. What'd you say? Oh, saying what up, Kyle? What up, Kyle? What up, Kyle? Uh, And then Trevor Lawrence. uh, You know, he hasn't really been good the last like month and a half now this season. But they he does have a matchup with Atlanta, a favorable matchup. Mac Jones did decent against them, not great but decent. So that's just another way to go. So yeah, there's really not a lot of good good quarterbacks I'm really looking to go get. But it is what it is. So. James, over to the RBs now. Who do you have as your number one RB pickup this week? It sucks. It sucks, but I'll definitely consider the Jets options. Uh, Ty Johnson, Tevin Coleman, preferably. Like it depends on your league settings, of course. Like Ty Johnson could be a factor in PPR leagues, but I'm just more of the um, in the mindset that Tevin Coleman is the most suited player to take over that Michael Carter rushing load or rushing share like Ty Johnson all oh, he can like I know he's perfect at catching a ball but like I don't think he's as durable to handle like, such a I want to say strenuous load but I don't think he's a guy who could get like 10 to 12 rushing attempts a game Tevin Coleman is a guy like that but yeah he's not as explosive as Ty Johnson so like you're kind of splitting hairs there but still they're going against the Houston Texans who are a bad football team and they allow the 10th most points to running backs. They have allowed a running back to score in the six, six consecutive games prior to the Tennessee Titans game. I don't know what the hell happened there, but I'm still going to go with those facts over a bad Tennessee Titans performance. And I think Tevin, Tevin Coleman probably has the best chance to score in the game because the Texans, they do give up some um, receiving uh, yards, but it's not that much. So I rather prefer Tevin Coleman. Yeah, no, I, and we were talking about this pr- prior to the show that we were both talking about who we had, and I was like, I actually had Tevin Coleman, too, as one of my topper pickups, but I'll just mention him. Like, you're right. I think their philosophy is with Joe – and again, I think this might change if, you know, Zach Wilson is quarterback. I think Ty Johnson becomes more valuable in PPR leagues as that guy because he will see that, you know, receiving ability. But Joe Flacco, we already saw Joe Flacco is not thrown to his running backs. He's throwing deep. And guys like, you know, Corey Davis, Crowder, and Elijah Moore all benefited this past week from a from a negative grain script. I don't know what's going to happen with this Jets team in, against Houston. I don't know if it's going to be a team where, like, I don't know who's going to win it, honestly. It, it's a toss-up to me, honestly. But Ty Johnson is a better PPR guy. But if they're not throwing to the running backs, how much of his value is really there? And I think, like you said, Jibs, Tevin Coleman will see that dirty work on the ground and possibly maybe scoop in for a touchdown in a favorable matchup. So, uh, I think Tevin Coleman and Ty Johnson are both worthy pickups, but again, it's the Jets, so it's like not something I'm thrilled to get. But I think they're both overall the top two pickups you want to go get this week in fantasy overall. So um, we kind of leave that. We're kind of have you pack that package that together, Jim. I think they're both pretty much good. The one thing to note is that Coleman has outrushed uh, Tyler Johnson. I think if I have it here, 13 to eight over the last two games since they've been back now. Uh, so that is something that is interesting for Coleman's stake, stake at least. So uh, for my real number one pickup, and I guess it's the Jets guy, but I'll, I'll mention someone else here. Uh, Dontrell Hillard, the Tennessee Titans, uh, he came basically out of nowhere this past week in fantasy football. I think everyone was excited for the Deontay Foreman and AP show, but uh, it was stolen away pretty quickly by by um, by Dontrell Hillman, Hillard. I'm sorry, Hillard, not Hillman, Hillard, Dontrell Hillard apologize for that but uh he had 10 targets in this game here and again i think most of it could have been that jeremy mcnichols was out 
of this game here. He was injured with a concussion, if I'm not mistaken. So he may not, may not be back in time. He may be back this coming week here. So if anything, Jeremy McNichols might be a guy you might want to go pick up, especially with all the injuries. But if he happens to be out again, Hillard obviously seems to have a role in this passing game. Uh, if McNichols is out and with all the wide receiver injuries right now at their wide receiver position, Tennessee needs as many pass catchers as they can. So I guess there's another combo for me too. It's Jeremy McNichols, obviously, if he plays as the number one pickup, and if obviously he doesn't play again, Hill, Dontre Hillard is the uh, is the next guy. But again, it, it's tough to say. Again, this is another situation where we just don't know what's going to happen with either the quarterback situation or injuries for these top top four guys right now that we're we're talking about. I don't mind it at all. Again, like I said, this. This was a bad running back week in, in general sense. It's, it's not good. But, Jibs, do you have another guy we want to mention for the RBs? Yeah, like, and if you're looking for fantasy points, I definitely wouldn't start this guy. But if you're looking for opportunity, I think Kawadri Allerson could be someone you could look into at least. Like, Mike Davis is still there, but he's a middling player at this point. He's basically capped out at nine, like, rushing attempts since the bye week. And that's pretty much all his touches. Like, I don't even see this guy, like, maintaining such a um, role in the offense. Like, he had three rush attempts last week. We saw Quadri Allison had nine for 30-something yards. It's better than Mike Davis. We know they still have Cordell Patterson waiting to come back with the injury of his ankle, but still, like, for someone who had been, like, someone's going to take that, like, Mike Davis role, and I think Quadri Allison's that guy. So, they're going to have a role reversal, but still, just look into the situation. You don't even know if Cordell Patterson might might be even having more of a lingering injury than we know right no definitely um again he was a favorite of mine going into the season right before he got cut surprisingly uh maybe he sees a bigger workload again no cordell patterson was that the effect of why olsen got a a big bump in play who knows but yeah it's definitely an interesting uh option overall for sure my second one here uh, it's really not good. Again, if Sony Michelle's out there, he's under like 30% on, so I'm probably going to stay if Sony Michelle is definitely a guy I would consider. I wouldn't think is that with Sony Michelle, it's like it's not always where I'll have a, a good flex floor like some of these other high end backups, but uh, obviously, if something happens to Earl Henderson, then Sony would obviously hit a, a bigger workload overall. And maybe coming out of this bye week here, they try to find a way to get him more involved and lean off of. Henderson is seeing such a big workload to kind of keep him fresh where they make their playoff run. So, uh, you know, Sonny Michelle probably my number two pickup. He's again, he's not someone who can, you can rely on a week to week basis, but has high upside overall on, on, on fantasy week or fantasy season long. So Sonny Michelle's my number two guy on the board guys. So, all right, Jibs, let's see. What else do I have here? Uh, Rex Burkhead, David Johnson. I mean, they play the jets this coming week here. Again, it's not great, but if you're looking for something to help you out, Latavius Murray, but he's seeing the backup work now to Devontae Freeman looks much better in this offense right now. Seattle running backs. That's what I wrote on my list here. Seattle running backs. um, I think Alice Collins probably over the 40% mark, but um, maybe DJ Dallas. He did see 36. He tied uh, Alex Collins for the most uh, snaps among running backs this past week and had a touchdown on four carries. Again, it's all probably was in garbage time, but maybe they try to find a way to get a spark from somebody in this offense here. Uh, Tony Jones just got reactivated off the IR. Again, 
Mark Ingram is ahead of him for the Saints, but if Kamara is to miss more time, then at that point, uh, Tony Jones could maybe have a role. He was kind of like a preseason uh, spirit. Oh, not spirit. Preseason, like hype man uh, during the preseason. See, Kyle said, I need Daniel Jones to get 36 fantasy points tonight, and I win two leagues. Well, I hope you get it, man. First passing touchdown. I hope you, man. I hope I hope you get it. Uh, I don't need it, but I hope you get it, brother. I hope you do. Uh, and then what else? Uh, Benny Snell and Kalen Balage. If you didn't notice that uh, Najee Harris got a little banged up last night, and I think he's fine probably. But again, he seems to be getting a little banged up recently. So if you want to go get those guys now, I really believe you know Benny Snell seems like the backup, but I really believe Kalen Balage will take the the workload if something happens to like um, you know Najee Harris. That's kind of how I see. It. But both the pickups is at this point in the season, have your backups handcuffed if you can still. Whatever you can, handcuff your backups because, you know, we're still six weeks left of the season, seven weeks. Um, it might be a really long season if we lose another running back this year, which we already have. You're very welcome, Kyle. All right, Jim. So over to the wide receivers, my friend. What you got for us? I like Traquan Smith, and I think I finally decided who I would recommend as a Saints wide receiver, and it'll be him. He had five catches for 64 yards against my beloved Eagles last week. And from my perspective, he should be a usable fantasy piece over over the last two weeks. He had at least a 20% target share in that Saints offense, and we know that Saints offense to be pretty like wildly inconsistent. But for him to kind of have a consistent role in the offense kind of shows me something. And a fun fact: Traquan Smith started his uh, NFL campaign this week, uh, this year in Week Seven, and he has seven red zone targets since that game um since week seven and that's as me as marquez Kyle, who's pretty much played the whole season and he's only two behind adam troutman who's now out so if you're thinking like that red zone guy obviously kamara has been used as well but he's lingering as, as well with the injury so for a red zone opportunity i think he's the guy for the saints right now so that's why i like trick on smith uh, i like that I, he was one of my guys i considered as well uh this coming week so i like that a lot um, for me, guys, my number one this week is Kendrick Bourne um, for the New England Patriots. Yeah, uh, he has been fantastic uh, over the last like month of the season here. Now, you know he he isn't a you know traditional wide receiver, but he's playing like what Debo Samuel's is doing. Is kind of getting work every which way uh, in this offense here, and he's been solid for the last couple months now. I mean, in, you know the last you know six three of the last six games, he's had at least fourteen fantasy points. Uh, they move him around on this offense a whole bunch, and they play the Tennessee Titans, who uh, one of the you know worst teams against wide receivers this week. And if you're looking for a guy to throw in your flex as a high, as a as a high upside play, I think Kendrick Bourne uh, could do that for you in fantasy this week. So he's definitely someone I'm I'm targeting as a as a nice flex option if you're looking for you know a bye week replacement for sure or an injury replacement, whatever it may be. So he's my number one pickup this week for the wide receiver cores. I can't be mad at that. Been a fan favorite of mine this year. So what do you got for us, number two, Jibs? Well, I know he's not as spectacular as his flashy young counterpart, in the, but um, I'm liking Jamison Crowder. And we've seen, like, he hasn't made that many splash plays this year, but I know last year in 2020 when the Jets had Joe Flacco, there was a stretch when he was just leaning on Jamison Crowder. So, like, I think they have a nice little chemistry built. It's more 
relevant than like him and Corey Davis connection. I obviously love Elijah more and I love what he's been doing for the Chess offense too. But for a steadily guy, uh, you can't really go wrong with um, Jamison Crowder in the matchup against the Texans, I think. Oh, are you losing your other jibs? I'm done. Oh, okay. Okay. Sound like you you stopped in transaction, but no. no. Like I think like because you just never know what a Jets player. You're right. Exactly. And I and I think you know if Joe Flacco I think continues a quarterback, you could be pretty I think confident in a guy like Jameson Crowd to get you a decent floor of like eight or nine points on any kind of given week here. So uh, I don't hate that whatsoever. My number two is DeAndre Carter from the Washington Football Team. I should have stolen. And yeah, uh, you know he's had three touchdowns in three straight games now. And yes, you know, I didn't mention this in the news, but Logan Thomas is coming back, but the Washington football team does play Seattle and they have been uh, very lenient to wide receivers this season. You saw the Cardinals this past week here. I mean, AJ Green had a good game, uh, you know, Ronda Martin, decent game. You know, there, there was productivity coming from the wide receiver positions that face the, uh, uh, the Seattle Seahawks and Cotter seems to be the number two right now in this offense. And he could be a sneaky, very risky, a high upside play for a flex option this week. Again, I'm not saying go out and you got to get this guy, but if you're looking for upside, he could present that because he's seeing this work, especially in the red zone. So for me, Cotter would be my number two pickup for you this this week. All right, Jibs. Let's see what else we have here. Um, some other guys to mention, guys. Russell Gage, you know, continues to kind of up and down season as the number one wide receiver. Uh, Amon St. Brown and um, Josh Reynolds kind of leading the way for the Lions. But again, not something I want to trust. Uh, if LaVisha Chenault's out there, he's just over that 40% mark. He hasn't been good much this season, but losing Jamal Agnew definitely hurts. And that could give him an opportunity. Uh, let's see. Brown Edwards, he has yet to kind of pop off since, you know, losing uh, Henry Ruggs. But again, the upside could still be there. Marquise Godwin, a good win. He could be an option. He had 100 yards this past week here. If Robin Allison, Robin Allen, Allen Robinson, God, if Allen Robinson is continuing to miss some more games, uh, any Tennessee wide receiver, I'm not really thrilled about any of them, but they're all available. And any one of them, honestly, it seems like a rotation each and every single week who's going to be the number one wide receiver in this offense here. Let's see, Rondell Moore. It does take a big target workload, but again, he's on a bye week, but maybe long-term you want to go after him again. Uh, Cedric Wilson could see a really big bump in targets this week if C.D. Lamb were to miss. They play Thursday, so he might have a big opportunity. Um, and they play the – I think they play the Saints. Who does well, Dallas play this week? Uh, let me see if I can find that out real quick. I can't. The Raiders. The Raiders. And it's not the best matchup, but Dallas likes to throw the ball, so they need that. Um, and – yeah, that's, that's really it, guys. Again, the wide receiver, there's not a clear-cut, like, strong wide receiver two I'd pick up. There's, uh, at best, the low-end wide receiver threes and a lot of fours and fives. So that's kind of it for the wide receiver position. And we'll head over to the tight ends, Jibs. What's your number one tight end pickup this week? It was Adam Proutman until you told me that news. <laughs> uh, so so I'm going to do a strong pivot to Evan Ingram. And it's not that his matchup's any good next week. Oh, actually, it's great. He's going against the Eagles. Jesus Christ, yes. Evan Ingram, sign him up. He scored touchdown in two straight games. Eagles have allowed the most points to tight ends this year. And I'm not confident in my team's ability to stop him. But hopefully they do. So, Eagles, sign me up. I mean, Evan Ingram, sign me up. 
Evan Ingram saying, yeah, but all right, I like it. I like it. Uh, yeah, that was one of my fallback plans for sure, especially if he has a good game tonight. He's going to be able to big pick up. Nice um, first. Yeah, exactly. Uh, let's see. For me, I guess I'll go Cole Komet. Uh, just that, you know, he's young and he's, he's, he's still growing in this offense here. If, if Andy Dalton is the quarterback, maybe for a game or two, you know, it's Detroit and Arizona, definitely some decent matchups for him overall, especially if Allen Robinson is also continuing to miss time here. They, there's more targets going his way. He's been playing pretty decent as of late. Again, nothing like star spangled, but borderline RB one at certain weeks. So again, this is a good matchup for him for sure. So if you're looking for a tight end to play and hope for the best, it's got to be Cole Komet for me uh, heading into week 12. And then a couple other guys, CJ Uzama, you know, just a, is a reliable, decent tight end. Tyler Conklin is slowly getting past the 40 mark. He's at 39% overall. So he is available, but he won't be much talked about soon enough. Uh, Austin Hooper, David Njoku. I mean, if Landry's out, I mean, they need weapons in this offense here. So that could be something that someone uses them. Uh, Blake Jarwin is should might be coming off his three-week uh, IER stunt. And if he does this week, he might see a big role. Obviously, if CD Lamb is out, again, you might want to wait until Thursday if that's if that's something that he comes off of. And then Jawan Johnson from the tennis uh, from the new from the New Orleans Saints. Yeah, he was kind of like a guy early on in the season, came out of nowhere, scored two touchdowns early, kind of a hybrid tight end wide receiver player. He didn't really play much. I don't think he even played at all in this past game. But maybe they gave him another opportunity now that Adam Trotman is gone. So someone had a guy to have in that offense, it kind of can be a mismatch uh, for defenders. So he's another guy you might want to look into as a deep, deep stash right now. And that's kind of it for this. Again, this is a really sucky waiver wire show, but we somehow talked about almost for 30 minutes. So go us. <laughs> yeah. We somehow did us. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right, guys. So at the end here, we have some trade feels. Uh, about like six or seven players we're going to kind of quickly mention just about kind of how we feel about wanting to buy them, sell them right now. So, Coach Jibs, we'll start at the top here. Antonio Gibson, are you buying, selling Antonio Gibson? I'll sell him still. I'm on the sell side. I have, I just have no faith in the offense. It's just, it's the way it operates is kind of fluky. And like, I know he's gotten his snap share up a little bit higher, but I still want a running back who's kind of not just stagnant runner. I need some catches, man. And I don't think Gibson's going to be doing enough for me. Mm, I respect that for sure. Uh, I, I think I buy into it. I, I look for owners who feel the way Coach Gibbs does and see if I can buy him for the low because I think his upside is still there. I know the the passing game kind of is, is sucky. He's seen, if I'm not mistaken, uh, let me see if I can find his targets over the last few weeks here now. Where are they? I mean, he's got two catches. Two targets of the last two weeks. It's even worse. Um, but they do have some favorable matchups. Seattle, the Raiders, Philly twice. Like It's favorable enough that I'd want to buy into them and hope that the upside is there. Uh, let's see. Kyle said the way we are might be sucky, but the show definitely isn't. I thank you, <laughs> my friend. Appreciate that, brother. Um, but I think I'd still be buying into Gibson's upside here because I – I think he's a fantastic runner, and I, he's going to getting the goal line work where he's getting the rushing touchdowns. So I, I'd still buy it to him. All right, next up, Odell Beckham. Fresh off the bye coming up here with the Rams. No Bob Woods, unfortunately, anymore. So sad. Buying or selling high on him? I'll sell him if I had him. 
You're just giving me players I don't have. So. God. Uh, it's tough, but I mean... Like, I don't what are you going to do, honestly? Like, most trade deadlines are, like, this week, and he has one performance with the Rams, and that had nothing to show for. So, like, you're just selling a name. And like, what has the name gotten you over those last four years? I'm trying. It's, sometimes it's gotten you some good stuff, honestly. Uh, Dynasty. <laughs> Dynasty, yeah. Okay, let me see if I can find something real quick here. A wide receiver comparison. Um, like Devontae Smith. Would you sell Odell and get Devontae Smith on your team? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, people might buy into that. I'm trying to see, okay, what about Odell or, uh, let's see here. Who can I mention? Odell or like Kenny Galladay? I'm keeping Odell. Keeping Odell. Okay. Okay. So who's kind of in that? High-end wide receiver three territory. And if someone's willing to give me maybe Brandon Cooks, Devontae Smith, maybe Mike Williams, even Deontay Johnson, maybe if someone can sneak that out of him, I'm looking to trade away at Odell and get players like that on my team. That's a super fleece if that is. That would be very super fleece. But players like that, I'd be looking to send off to get, to get rid of Odell off my team. All right, Dave Montgomery. Dave Montgomery, two weeks back now. It looks like he's in command of this offense once again. Buying you selling Mm, I'll buy. Yeah, I agree he's with you. Player and he's getting the bulk of the share. He sure is. He's seeing a very big workload from coming back from two games now. Uh, I mean, he's had 13 carries in the first two games back, at least 58 yards in both games. Not a lot of work in the reception totals, but I mean, I feel like that's a Justin Fields thing more than anything else. If you can still buy him might be hard, but I'd, I'd still want to go get a guy like that on my team because his matchups down the stretch are very favorable. You know, like Seattle, Minnesota, the Giants, you know, Detroit, obviously this coming week here, I'm, I'm still buying into a guy like Dave Montgomery. The schedule makers must have loved Montgomery. They must. They must like the last two years. They must look at this guy. Great schedule. Okay. Love it. Now, here's a controversial one. Saquon Barkley right now. Finally going to play tonight, hopefully, against the Bucks. Buyer sell Saquon right now. I'm selling. Selling? I'll sell Saquon. I'm ah, done with him. I respect it. But like you, we know what the the talent's there. Obviously, we know this guy could be a 15 rush attempt, a six catch monster. Like we saw glimpses of that, like maybe weeks four and five before he got injured, and he was putting up some good performances, but then it's all in reset mode right now. Like, the Giants aren't going to rush him back and give him a big carry total. So, like, I don't have – I have skepticism to believe that right now. And the fantasy, uh, fantasy season is getting late right now, and I need points. I don't need – I don't need to be like, oh, is Barkley playing, not playing, not playing. So that's why I want to get him off my team. Maybe you give him to, like, some guy who's in better shape and who could kind of ride his wave. But you never know. He's still going to give you some good value, so – Okay, okay. What about would you trade Barkley or Gibson? Who would you rather have? Gibson. Gibson. Aaron Jones or Barkley? <laughs> Jones, but like Jones is it's kind of like love right now. Yeah, I know he's out, but like you know what you get with Jones, but Jones is also frustrating too because he's he feels touchdown dependent at times. 
Right, 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 right. Um, let's see if I can think of another one. Dave Montgomery or Saquon Barkley right now? Mm, hold up. Let me see something. <laughs> yeah, take, take your time. So for me, I'm guys. Taking, I'm taking Barkley. Barkley, okay, okay. So the matchups are favorable, but he's a guy who's going to consistently deal with injuries all season. I'm looking to trade Saquon. I'm looking to get Dave Montgomery plus. I'm looking to get maybe Antonio Gibson plus. Aaron Jones plus. I'd, I'd want to trade for one of these backs now and even and use, oh, he's got a decent schedule. You're going to love it and get that off my team because, yes, Saquon Barkley is a tremendous talent, but the injury concerns consistently are there. We saw it where he tried to come back once and then got hurt again. You know, the, the line isn't that great. The offense continues to be banged up all off season here. I'd be looking to sell Saquon now. Maybe this bites me back in the butt later, but I think you could get good value for him. It might drop after this tonight's game is bad, but I'd still be looking to sell off Saquon still. All right, let's see. You got three more. Clyde over to Lair Jibs. Comes back, has a good performance in his first game back. But the Chiefs are going to be running the ball like that, like in a consistent format. I'll buy into it. He looked good when we were watching the game together. I thought, like, it seemed like he was just, he wasn't even out, to be honest. I thought he would have a little bit of lag. We were talking about that on the start and sit show, and he looked good. So I trust him. Obviously, we always have that touchdown. Like, where's it going to come from? Because the Chiefs offense is always like a variety pack in the red zone. So touchdown concerns, but he looked good. good. Yeah. Okay. So Dave Montgomery or Clyde? Mm. Same person. I'll take Clyde. Better offense. Okay. 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 Um, I'd probably take Clyde too, but I'd still be looking to sell Clyde personally. To me, I'm selling off that big game back. I don't 100% trust that the Chiefs all of a sudden are just going to run, run, run constantly the rest of the season here now. I mean, they've matched some some decent matchups, but I don't trust the offense that they're going to continue to say, well, let's just run, run, run. And he had a good game with the touchdown and had a couple of carries, a couple of receptions. I'd be selling that trying to get a better running back that I like, you know, like right now. I'd be trying to find a way to – Get someone that like, you know, like a I'm trying to think who I could probably get on that range right now. Like Henderson, I try to go get Henderson. Use use Clyde to get Henderson and get you know something out of that. So that's kind of how I feel about say uh, Clyde. Um, let's see here, two more. Darren Waller, Jibs, good game back. Finally had a good game. I'll buy Sound, him. You're buying him. You're buying in that performance. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm buying too. I I. Still, I <laughs> I mean, the matchups are good rest of the season. This and this was I was waiting for tough people like Darren Waller had a tough stretch of games. I think it's going to find a way to they need to get back to throwing the ball at Darren Waller more, and I think they're going to be end up having success with that rest of the season. So I'd, I'd be buying in Darren Waller if I could. And then last but not least, Stefan Diggs, Jibs had a really he had he had a good game in terms of fantasy points, but he had like 24 yards on the day here. The Bills' offense is just kind of falling apart. What do you do with a guy like Stefan Diggs? Buy low. I've been trying to buy low all year. I can't get a sniff. Oh, God, yeah. It might be too hard to buy low, but if a game comes up soon enough, I want to see who their matchups are. I mean, the trade deadlines are soon. Everyone's trade deadline is probably this week or so. Um, 
you could buy low. I mean, he's got, they got New England twice. So New England's shut down their number one players on teams. So I probably am more of the sell side. If someone likes his performance, he's just scoring. He's continuing to see big fantasy numbers. I'd be looking to get out of uh, Stefan Dix because I don't know if I trust the offense enough. And if they finally get it together, say we have to run the ball, it means less targets out there for Stefan Dix. So, yeah, I'm selling off on him and I'm going to call it a day there. So, all right, everyone. Well, we thank you all for tuning in today. Kyle, of course, thank you for joining the show, buddy. It's always nice to hear a friendly face out there and everyone else, of course, who listens to the show as well. We do thank you so much for tuning into it because we like to do this and talk football. So, uh, as always, you can go check out our Twitter at Coaches Fantasy. Uh, and we'll be posting things up there all week long, kind of some fantasy facts for you to kind of look at to help make your fantasy decisions a little bit easier. Uh, just show, check those out all, all, all week long. If you need help with fantasy, start and sit advice on Thursday and Sunday. We're here for you. Just hit us up on Twitter at Coaches Fantasy. And if you ever want to hit up me or Coach Jibs, uh, you can do so at Coach Stephen P. Hate Concho. So hit us up, guys. More than welcome to help you out with any of your fantasy start sits, waiver wires, trades, what have it. That's what we're here for. So until next time, guys, we'll be back on Wednesday. Have a good one. The bag is not far fed. We got a couple of clock cans. I've been feeling super duper. How the heck they know the future? Come with me, don't be a loser. Grass is green like pooper scoopers. Clueless analysts don't do the half of this. In fact, I'm backing this by asking if y'all remember that tough act interacting. Shh, like boom, running like zoom. The highest and mightiest entered the room. High off the knowledge, I'm feeling the fumes. All players covered, it's nuts, it's legumes. Opponents are doomed, and these are the facts. I keep it 100 like I'm running track. I listen up, Jack. Back on my head back, back to the blowing up, blowing up, blowing up, go.